Welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and with me tonight, recording in the Man Cave, are my co-hosts, Tim Hicks. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And uh, on his brand new computer rig, Willie Crocker. Hey, guys. Welcome back. So this week, we thought we would have a little bit of fun because... I mean, who knew that everybody was going to get on the bandwagon? I mean, Disney starts with, admittedly starts it with, with their, uh, uh, you know, TV streaming service. They call it Disney plus. And we thought, well, we have some fun with that. So when we relaunched the podcast, we called it. Diz dad's podcast plus, right? We're doing something new with it. Well, now we have genie plus and, Apple TV plus, and there's pluses everywhere. So we're going to plus up some things around the Disney parks. But before we get to that, we do need to give a quick shout out to our podcast sponsors. Uh, Wicked Mouse Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner uh, out in the Massachusetts area. And Mouse Master Travel is also an authorized Disney vacation planner in the Midwest, uh, based in Overland Park, Kansas. Either of them would love to help you navigate this new uh, minefield, really, that is understanding how to work with these new uh, Disney genie systems at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And, you know, they'll even help you with a cruise, too, if uh, you're ready to hit the, the high seas because Disney Cruise Line is sailing again. You can check them out at wickedmousetravel.com or mousemastertravel.com, and they'll take great care of you. Uh, okay, guys. So, time to get plusing. Um, <laughs> this should be good. Hey, I'm already a plus size. Leave me alone. Now, we should oh, say. I mean, no. we've been poking a little fun, but but there is some history with this terminology, right? I mean, this is something that that has been sort of uh, a shorthand that has been used. You know, I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, it goes all the way back to Walt, who would look at a a experience and say, okay, that's fine. That gets a guest here once, but boy, what could we do to, to plus it? Right. What, what can we do to make it extra special to make a guest want to come back again? Um, I think the quote was, uh, uh, give them the whole wiener. Right. Of course, referring to the hot dog, right? Yes. Yes. Of course. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) yeah. What'd you think I meant? (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Get your mind out of the gutter. In any case, um, so there's this long tradition uh, of of plussing Disney attractions and Disney experiences. And and so we wanted to apply that to Walt Disney World. And and we're just going to kind of go around. uh, Each of us in turn will mention an area of Walt Disney World that they feel like could use some enhancement. 
um, they'll offer their plus, and then uh, the other two of us will either offer our own twist or uh, an alternative that we think might more effectively plus up the area. Or uh, totally razz us about it. <laughs> and I'm sure people will critique us. That's right. And we're looking forward to hearing your thoughts too. So um, let's get things rolling uh, with Tim Hicks. So Tim, what's an area of Walt Disney World that you think needs to be plussed? <laughs> okay. Let me first ask how outrageous or not outrageous should I get with this? <laughs> well, remember it's, you know, plussing is, and, and this was, this was Walt's approach too, right? Plussing is that, that little tweak, right? That, that small change that you can make that improves an overall experience without adding a whole lot of additional um, expense. It doesn't take extra space. Mm -hmm. um, what it, what it does. But it's not is, like, like getting Girl Scout cookies now, including genuine Girl Scouts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, okay. So my first plus up, I was thinking about how um be our guest seems to have, you know, kind of run that initial honeymoon phase, run its course of that. So, you know, it's getting a little bit less love these days than before. So I'm thinking uh you need to actually plus it up with some some of uh, the books that uh, that Bell would have been reading. And let the kids be able to go over and pick out a book off the shelf and, and and read it while the parents are finishing dinner or something like that. Interesting. So Tim's going to put a library in Be Our Guest Restaurant. I'm not against that. Reading. No, it's an also, interesting concept. I like that they could also change up the food. Okay. So so if Tim's going to plus up with the the you know library, uh, Willie, what, what would you do with the food there to plus it? Change a little. I mean, the, the menu is outstanding, but it's very, very um, specific. I mean, I know it's a French cuisine, but, you know, it's a high-end restaurant. Offer a few other options besides just the French cuisine, you know? I mean, people really want to eat there, but then when they see the menu, they're like, oh, there's only one thing there I want to eat, or there's nothing there I want to eat, but I want to go there and eat. But so you experience it, it. it says that there's no chicken nuggets. So you know, I had eat. steak there, just so you know. <laughs> well, of course, because they served it with fries. Yes. Fritas. Fritas. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so if we're going to stick with, with Be Our Guest as our plus, I, the, li the library is an interesting concept. I, I could see that the menu could probably use um, – some tweaking. I think most of the things on their menu, though, you can handle by kind of deconstructing, right? Because because a lot of it is the the bones of it is good stuff. It just maybe is too too much, you know, fancy stuff on top, right? For some people, um, and you can they're really good about producing the same meal just without the extra stuff added on. Um, I think though that that I would go a little bit different direction maybe taking off a little bit from where Tim uh, had started, but um, I really feel like be our guest should be a character meal, at least at dinner, not just the beast greeting people at the door, right? The, the, the whole environment and the, those characters in particular, they just scream for uh, a character meal. Yes. And 
why not have Lumiere and Cogsworth? You know, this all is those what I'm saying. And, and if you don't want to do it, if you don't want to do it, you know, if you still got to maintain distancing for now and you don't want to do it kind of, you know, the strolling and the restaurant thing, that's fine. You could still do it by putting, um, you know, put Lumiere next to the next to the person who's um, checking people in as they arrive at the check-in desk, right? Because that that would he'd be filling his role anyway in that location. He'd be playing butler, right? So you put Lumiere there. You put uh, Cogsworth, you know, just sort of you know roaming around the dining rooms, you know, complaining about you know, everything. Well, and and it, same things like. Mm-hmm. What you haven't served these people yet? They've been waiting. Take care of them. You know, they're doing his time thing. Um, right, time, time orient. Yeah. What yeah, yeah. would also be nice is if you could have Miss Potts sing. Oh, that would be fantastic. You know, I mean, like that would just be beautiful. You know, if you're in, you know, one of the rooms and she just starts singing. Yeah. And now, to be fair, we're starting to get expensive. I mean, it was one thing. You know, the Beauty and the Beast costumes, I think, for the most part, exist because they've been used for special events, but. Um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm tempted to go that route too, right? Because you started saying Mrs. Potts singing, and I'm like, oh, you know, if we really wanted to go somewhere with this, right? Okay, we could put, you know, there's what there there are three dining rooms, right? Because there's the West Wing, the main dining room, and what's the third one? By the carousel room. Oh, in the car. Okay, so theoretically, you could put a different AA, you know, a different audio animatronic in each room each one having its own song, right? Which would make you want to go back again. Right. Cause you'd want an opportunity yeah. to sit in the other room. Right. at all three spots, which would be awesome. It would be awesome, but that's really more of a, I mean, that's a serious renovation. That's not just a plus. Well, I mean, it's been open now. What? Seven years. Yeah. Something, yeah, like, that. something like that. I mean, it's, so it's, it's probably about time for it to get a, a boost of some kind. Right. Yeah. About seven years. That's right. But, you know, I, I even think just simply adding characters would, would make a huge difference because frankly, so many people, when they first consider it, assume it is a character meal, you know, and we, we end up having to tell them, well, no, not really. Um, all right. So, so Tim got us started in the magic kingdom. Um, Willie, where's an area of Walt Disney world that you think needs to be plussed up? I'm looking over in um, Epcot in World Showcase, and I'm looking at adding two new countries. And I would like to add Australia, which is a country and a continent, and India. I don't eat Indian food, but I think it would be a great idea. Um, In Australia, I would think it would be fun to have a water ride, something, you know, with the Crocs and, you know, the Great Barrier Reef and things like that to just bring Australia to the for, the forefront of, you know, like a lot of people say they want to go to Australia, but it's so far away that most of us right. are never going. Yeah. I mean, just a flight is, yeah, you know, like driving to Walt Disney World from here. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it's 18 hours for me. Yeah. Australia. Right. I, I think from here, the flight is, is like 21, 22 hours, which is yeah. about what the drive to Walt Disney World is from here. Right. So from there, you know, you, you would have some, you know, some shrimp on the Barbie, you know, to the get rid of, you know, they have their, their stand at every, you know, um, festival now, but if we had a country slash, you know, they could sell so much merchandise. Um, 
And then oh, that's, that's thought, interesting. I mean, maybe stretching a bit for a plus, but, uh, but uh, you know, I get it. I mean, you know, they're, they're in the midst of a renovation anyway. So, so this is you know, the front of the park being renovated. The back hasn't been touched besides Remy. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, so gosh, two countries. Well, two, two. why not two? two. Um, all right. So, so Tim, <laughs> what do you think is, is two countries in world showcase you know, adding two more of them? Is that, is that the best way to plus world showcase? Well, I'm wondering if adding India is too close to what we've already got with Morocco. You know what I mean? The food is not all that much different. Yeah, it is. And, and it's a lot different. But Spice Road Table was a flop. Um, if anything, redo all that. Um, I do like the idea of Australia, though, because um, I haven't been I haven't been to food food and wine festival in a number of years now. But I used to go every single year. And um, they did have uh, an Australia uh, pavilion where they would serve Australian wines like uh, Yellowtail on the less expensive side, and they got into better wines. Now, I that would be my plus to that is, you know, okay, it's known as the drunk park anyway. You know, have, have the uh, Australia additive there. Um, have a restaurant where you can, I don't know, you fried kangaroo. I don't know. I don't know what you do with that, but, um, but yeah, but be able to serve those um, Australian wines on a more consistent basis. I think that would be a pretty easy plus. Also serve some true Australian food instead of what um, Outback serves, which is not Australian at all. It is not Australian. Right. So, I mean, like, you know, they have the meat pies and the things like that, that people really want, you know, even like you said, kangaroo, or I know it's probably not allowed in the U S but something different that you know we you can call it kangaroo and you're still eating chicken right because it probably tastes <laughs> like chicken anyway it's like chicken so um no i mean it's an interesting point i of the two it's interesting i i feel like india is almost more appropriate for world showcase just because it's a different culture and and australia while it is a unique culture if it if it's brought into World Showcase, frankly, it's going to be the version of Australia that's sort of you know halfway between American and British, um, in, instead of being yeah. a more a more representative, you know, Australia uh, that is that, that. But if you put it over the, by China, oh, I mean, it doesn't matter where you put it. I'm just talking about in terms of of the how they culture and- because it's just it's difficult to figure out how you incorporate you know, the, the indigenous population in Australia and how you deal with, you know, it, it's got its own pretty, pretty deep story there mm-hmm. in terms of rich, it, rich culture. Yes. Yeah. Development. And it's a hard story to tell in a quick, you know, 10 minute. Right. Yeah. And, and that's somewhat true of India as well. I and mean, it could be true of any country, but it, India, you know, the, the distinct features are going to be clear right up front very quickly you're going to understand that you're in a new environment and you know um it it would fit right in in terms of of being able to provide unique architecture and unique food and you know unique smells and sights and it it would really you know give you a different um sense experience all all around um so i i would say if we're going to plus by adding a country I, i like the idea of india um, probably a little more than Australia, although Australia wouldn't be bad and there are fun things you could do with Australia. Um, 
but I, I think I'd lean towards towards India. Um, and and I really like you know the, the possibility of some more traditional Indian food. I mean, we have things that are close, right? There's there's Sana is sort of a an African Indian fusion menu. Um, so, right, but a lot of people don't know how to get to Sanaa. And if you could enjoy India, then you could learn, oh, right. Sanaa's over at Animal Kingdom, you know, or they don't know to get there because it's not at Animal Kingdom, as we say, you know, it's at the resort. Right. And it's it's not even in the Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's Correct. in the Kidani Village next door to it. So, Which is another pain to get to if you don't understand the whole concept. Right, right. Exactly. So, yeah. All right. So, so I think I'm on board with that part. Um, all right. So I guess it's my turn. I'm supposed to choose an area and, and the, the area that I feel like could use some plussing, um, is an area of magic kingdom that I feel like has been pretty well ignored for a long time. Um, and that's Tomorrowland. Um, you know, Tomorrowland is, is just, for the, for the land that is supposed to be future looking, you know, forward looking, it, it it looks old, it looks tired, and it needs plussing. So um, I think the first thing and the 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 thing that I would do to plus it, uh, you know, I, I struggled with this a little bit because it's hard, right? I mean, there 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 are a couple of major things that I'd like to see happen there, but some of it is you know bigger and more expensive than than really fits for this. I mean, we've got Tron in progress already, so that's going to add a huge e-ticket attraction. Um, but the 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 left side of Tomorrowland has become this dead zone, and so. What I'd like to do is go into that that space that was most recently um, uh, the Stitch attraction, right, which we know is closed, and I'd like to see it rolled all the way back, even before Alien Encounter, roll it back, and bring back Timekeeper. I think Timekeeper was a, a fantastic attraction. It would be an opportunity to pay homage to Robin Williams. They could do a lot to with, you know, they've got plenty of audio of him. And from what I understand, he recorded like it was ridiculous. Right. Like just 30 for some hours when they, when they were doing, you know, when he was doing Aladdin um, and, and they were recording him for Genie. So they have all these, you know, all of this unused recording of him. I'm sure that with modern technology, they could piece together, you know, a full attraction between that and, and, you know, the original script for timekeeper. Um, but I, I just, I, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a way to update Tomorrowland with a nod to the past. And what I like about timekeeper is that it's ultimately timeless, right? The big problem with Tomorrowland is that as soon as you come up with something right. that is representative of tomorrow, and you build it in a theme park, tomorrow has already arrived. <laughs> so it's really hard to stay ahead of the curve. Um, but but Timekeeper is ultimately timeless. And so it it allows you to always stay ahead of the curve. And you can, it's an, it, the, the concept of it is easy to update. So that's what I'm going to do to plus up Tomorrowland. 
What do you think, Willie? Am I on the right track? I, I like that. Um, I think at the same time, we should be adding something, as you say, to the left. Tomorrowland Speedway is so outdated. Like, I know Tron is going in, but like, we're using gas cars. Like, the, the, those things were created in the in the 1920s. Like, it's time to move on to the next thing or get rid of the. Yeah, how does that fit in either Tomorrowland or Fantasyland? Because it's kind of like right in between. It's it's just right. out of place. It's just so far out of place, and like Timekeeper fills a great spot, but. Let's let's build off that and move into that huge area that we could use for something that is more plus, like 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 we're talking about, you know. All right. So so you're so you're talking about plusing Tomorrowland by removing Tomorrowland Speedway. Well, or or if you make it electric cars or um, okay okay you know that's a that's a good example that's a good example of a plus you're gonna you're gonna uh, replace the vehicles with with electric vehicles you're telling me there's not a company that wants to put their name on all their electric cars they've created and circle around hours after hours i mean you know you could have charging ports to teach people about electric cars you could have so many things to to introduce electric vehicles instead of smelling like gas when you get out of the car yeah no that's true i agree um, all right. So Tim, who do you think is, is more on the right track for what Tomorrowland really needs? Is it making uh Tomorrowland speedway, you know, electric cars, or is it bringing timekeeper back into the, uh, into the space vacated by stitch? Oh, well, I do like both of those ideas. It may go a different direction on you here. Um, it just so happened that we watched, rewatched the movie Tomorrowland just a couple of days ago. And I'm thinking about the, um, you know, the, the utopian concept. Um, but what really strikes me and something that could be used in that area is one of those um, high-tech advanced people movers that is electric, that can just you know, zoom past. It's got its own dedicated space. Maybe that goes where uh, Stitch uh, the most recently was. Um, to just transport people back and forth, not not necessarily as a mode of transportation, but just because it's fun. Maybe I'm totally right, off course right. with that. I don't know. Well, no, I mean, just sounds to me that feels like a lot, an awfully lot of building. <laughs> That's a pretty big building project. Well, it's it would be outside barriers, you know, magnetic. Like a yeah. you know, high speed train concept, right? Right. It's a, it's a, the whole the whole like maglev thing, right? Get them from right, right. You know, the, the, the hub the real, over to Tron. Yeah, the original people mover concept. Yeah, right. I mean, and that, frankly, that's one of the things that I was thinking about too. Is that that Tomorrowland is really deep, right? It, you go a long way back, and it does feel like there there maybe ought to be some form of express transportation, you know, that could take you back there. Um, I mean, from the front of when you walk into Tomorrowland to the back of Space Mountain, that's a hike. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean that's for each land. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You try running at a rope drop like I used to back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> try running over there in a rainstorm trying to get some pins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So we've each done one. Um, let's start 
reeling back around. And um, Tim, what's another place that you'd like to see plussed up at Walt Disney World? Hmm. I know that there's been a lot of resources poured into Hollywood studios lately, but that area that is to the lake side of fifties uh, primetime cafe, it kind of is a building with not a lot of purpose that I can tell. Um, and plus you got that lake right there. Um, I think you could do something. Uh, how about a, um, a, I don't know. It's, it's Hollywood studios, make it a Titanic based ride or something that, that kind of works its way into the, uh, into that lagoon there. I know I'm just kind of grasping at straws here, but that's something that that might make some sense. Okay. Well, wait, but let's get back. Let's remember we're talking about a plus. Yeah. It's really, let, let, let's not get too grandiose here. This is something that, that is a plus is generally something that is achievable without having to go to the board for permission. Right. I mean, this is oh, the kind okay. of thing that you can do, you know, make happen out of an existing budget. Okay. So I'll, I'll change my direction here. Slinky dog dash all kids that are 10 and under get those, little itty bitty slinkies that, you know, probably cost two cents to make. <laughs> then they'll be laying all over the, all over the grounds and, you know, maintenance people have to clean it up, but Hey, there you go. There's a, a plus that really doesn't cost much of anything. Okay. So you're going to, going to go ahead and give away a souvenir, a little, uh, you know, mini yeah. slinky, a mini little teeny tiny slinky. All right. So, so Willie, do you think that's what's most needed in, in Hollywood studios to plus it up or um, that'd be fun, else? but it would be a lot of trash all over the floor. I mean, there would, there would yeah, be would. slinky parts everywhere. Like the kids pulling them and you know, you name it, they'd be everywhere. I I'd, I'd be fun to play with for about 10 minutes and then I'd probably throw it in the trash, but um, just why you get the ones that are tiny and cost two cents exactly. to make. Cause right. big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still think Toy Story Land is missing something. And I agree with you. Like, I get in there and Toy Story Mania has always been fun to me. Toy Story, you know, um, Slinky Dog is great. Um, the saucer spin is a complete waste of space, if you ask me. And I think they could plus it up by doing something better with saucer spin. Um, I don't know what, because I don't know how much real estate it really is, because I, completely ignore it when i'm in there but it's a complete waste of space well, you think about the queue all the you know and in, in and of itself it's, it takes up quite a lot of space right yeah i mean it, it's a little challenging there because here's the thing i mean i'll agree that that it's not my favorite ride it's probably my least favorite part of of toy story land it is there primarily because it it Hollywood Studios has proportionately few attractions for small kids, right? I mean, the vast majority of attractions are are really aimed at those, you know, 40 inches and taller folks. So, you know, it's there so that the youngest kids have something to do. Um, but that's what that's what Toy Story Mania is too. Right. I agree. But but the whole point is that that it helps make Toy Story Land, sort of an alternative destination, right? It's a destination when you've got littler kids, as opposed to when you've got the bigger um, kids, you're taking them over to Star Wars Land, right? It helps and, balance the park. Right. And um, then you take them down Hollywood Boulevard to right. everything else. There you go. Until until the sophomore dad says, hey, kids, let's go ride back. Yes, yes. Um, 
so, so, so it, it serves a purpose, but I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of, of something that could be done to, to plus the attraction, or at least if nothing else, I think, you know, trying to find some way to plus that cue because it, it's, it's one of those, you know, chicken and egg things, but the attraction itself is, is a fairly short attraction. Um, you know, the, it's a slow loading attraction, which means that the line gets really long and it's a really boring line. There's just not much going on. So, um, I, I would love to plus it up by doing something with the, the, uh, you know, with our whole queue and, and maybe it's something as simple as, um, you know, doing some projection effects with, with the, the aliens, right. Because they fall, you know, all over the place of various things. So what if, what if, you know, at randomly aliens, you know, those little green men, aliens start, you know, falling on a part of the attraction. It's gotta be something because like you said, the queue is so boring. The ride is not even fun to watch. I mean, if you really watch it, at least with Slinky Dog, they're going up and down hills. Right, right. They go backwards. They do things. Like, literally, it's figure eights, figure eights, figure eights, rides over. And, like, where do I get off? Where do I get on? Where do I get off? Where do I yeah. get on? Like, like right. I agree with you. Adding some kind of, you know. Just something order. to grab your attention for a little while. Well, I mean, even, like, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the Mad Teacups a little bit, where they're just, you know, they're just spinning. But right. when we were there and the Mad Hatter was there, everyone wanted to be there. Like if they brought in just like a green alien and just sat in a car once in a while, just to change things up. Oh, look, the green aliens here. All oh, this is, you know, like, right. Right. Just to, yeah. It might, it might have to be a different character only because it would, it, the scale was a problem. Right. 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 Yeah. But, but I get the idea. Maybe, maybe, Maybe what they need is to to have you know, okay. Here it is. I have my plus. So so you're you guys have seen um, uh, Beaker's mobile mobile Muppet Lab, right? That he walks yep. around sometimes in in Epcot in. Yep. Um. So a setup kind of like that, only it's the claw. The claw, yes. And every once in a while, oh. you bring the claw in to walk around the queue at at uh alien uh swirling saucers which is be great i mean just to do you know or i mean realistically the claw could pick you out of line and put you on the ride there you go even better right because if you had to wait more than like seven minutes you you've been clawed (laughs) (laughs) tell me if you agree that that and then everybody you know is because the claw that that cue is about as undisney of a cue as i've seen don't you think yeah, well, that's what, just you know. That's why we plus it up a little bit, and and we preserve the attraction, which is, you know, we can complain about it, but it's a good attraction for the little ones. They still enjoy it, right? It's um, something like you said that they can ride. Yeah, exactly. Because there's the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway, um, Slinky Dog for the most part, Toy Story Mania, and and that, right? And a couple of shows. Yeah, and, right. And the swirling saucers aren't going to make them hurl. No, 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 no. Because no. by the time you think you're going to hurl, the ride's way over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, well, so that, that was Hollywood Studios from Tim. Uh, Willie, do you have something else that at Walt Disney World could use some plussing? 
I think we could plus up um, Asia just a little bit at Animal Kingdom. Um, we have the Whitewater Rapids. We have the, you know, Everest. But I think the Whitewater Rapids is just kind of dull and boring. It's It needs something. I mean, it's the same thing over and over again. Like, I know they can turn the water down. They can turn it up. But, like, plus it up somewhere. Like, add something to it to make it more Disney. You know I mean? Yeah theme it like it's just boring like we wrote on it and we were just like okay next well yeah and, and that's another one where i feel like and, and to be fair to disney you know that's an attraction where the original focus of the attraction just didn't quite work right it was it was this whole conservation thing and it was you know supposed to be about teaching people about clear cutting and you know, there was supposed to be the the burning smell from the the mass burning of the forest, and it, it just didn't didn't come across. It didn't work, and so they they peeled most of that away. But when they peeled all that away, there wasn't anything put in to replace it. Right? They didn't right. fill it in with anything else. It's like um, the old safari where you know you used to have the December two, December two. Right. You know, they had that whole show and they got rid of it, but the ride is still good. Right. And then that one, the ride, the, you know, the ride carries it still. Right. Um, I, I don't know, uh, you know, Cali, I mean, it's always had the challenge of being short. Right. And so that's, that's its own sort of problem. Um, but that's a bigger problem than you can probably fix with a simple plus. Right. Um, I, I do, I would agree. I, I think that you need to do something to plus the queue at least, mm-hmm. um, you know, do something to better, create some some place setting right i mean you know if you're in this queue to get on the cali river rapid you know tell a story i mean yeah how do i how do i know i'm in the indian subcontinent as opposed to africa at this right because i mean like at least with everest there's a a whole story as you walk through right exactly really really detailed and cali river rapids is like all right rope nothing in comparison yeah and and you know what maybe and the, the not to to steal from another park and all that, but if they're going to try and and build a whole franchise out of this this jungle jungle cruise thing, right? You know, take advantage of it. Do a little synergy and right. put some stuff about you know, even if it's simple, like a, an intro video, right? With with the crew from Jungle Cruise talking about their next adventure on the Cali River Rapids and how you're going to join them. Why wouldn't you? I mean, you can make money off it. Like, yeah, this is what I'm saying. And yeah. it would plus it up. I mean, who doesn't like watching, you know, uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne and, Johnson. Yeah. and Emily Blunt? Isn't it, isn't it Emily Blunt who's in it yeah. with him? Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt bantering. Right. But I mean, like, that would just entertain you. I mean, it's right. kind of like, it's like Soren when Patrick comes on and he's your captain. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then that little banter again could, could go a long way towards setting mm-hmm. a scene. Correct. So that and then, that the, the to me, I'd be, I'd be completely on board with that and to plus up Asia. What nice. do you think, Tim? Are, are we, you know, on the right track or, or well, I'm actually fine gonna, as it is. And I'm going to plus you up else? just, I'm going to plus you up just a little bit more because you, you can do the video at the, you know, during the queue, you know, you can have like actually several segments that play in different spots of the queue, right, but right. Uh, in the same way that they put Jack Sparrow all through the uh, right, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, 
why not put audio animatronics of The Rock and Emily Blunt in the ride? I like it. And yeah. you know, you've got speaker system that, you know, when, when it hits this trigger, they this is what they say. So, you know, they actually are still interacting with you during the ride. I love it. So carry and that carries the whole theme through. Perfect. Right. Cause I mean, it doesn't mean it's the jungle cruise, but no. they just come over to do this ride. Right. Right. They, they, they're going to visit. I mean, they, the whole idea is it's going to be a franchise, right? They're going to be going down lots of different rivers. Yeah. Big time. And Dwayne so, Johnson is, uh, he is all about being everywhere right now. I think he would do it. I totally think he would do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he can smile on TV, he's going to do smile it. Smile and cock one eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, and then raise his arms and <laughs> all right. Uh so, so on to you, Aaron. Is it back to me again? Yes, it um, is. all right. Well, so the next thing that I would like to plus up, gosh, I was kind of thinking about part of Animal Kingdom too, and I'm thinking maybe I need to go a different direction. Um okay, so We've done all four parks, so you can do it whichever one you want. Though. Right, right. I could go anywhere. Um, all right, here's what I'd like to see. I want to I want to plus up the all-star resorts area because you know it it really has become the forgotten stepchild of the Walt Disney World resort system, um, in a lot of ways. I mean, to be fair, they're getting their up, update and all the rooms are getting refreshed. But it's still kind of isolated out there. And they took the, you know, the other value resorts, right? Pop Century and um, Art of Animation. And they put them on the Skyliner line and really tied them in to the the heart of the resort. But over on that side where the, um, you know, the Animal Kingdom area where the All-Stars are located, um, they're still just kind of off by themselves and it's, it's, you know, kind of one overall area, the all-stars area, but it's three separate resorts. The only thing that links them together really is the bus that, you know, runs the circles between them. Are you sure it's not the McDonald's? Well, that too. Um, So (laughs) what I would love to see is just some very simple, even just a simple transportation system, that you know constantly runs linking together the all-star resorts um and and maybe it's something as simple as a you know a moving walkway that runs from you know main building to main building right um between the three all-stars just something to to you know link them all together um make us feel like they've got access to a little bit, a little bit more, you know, stuff to do or stuff to look at. Right. Yeah. Even though it's, even though it's going to be fairly similar because it's all the same you know, resorts. I mean, eventually, I don't think there's any question. Eventually Disney would like to run the Skyliners out there as well, but until they get to that point for now, I, I just feel like there's got to be something done to the all-stars so that, that people who are staying there, don't feel like they're getting a, a less good experience or a, a less Disney experience than people who stay at the other resorts. Well, if you're going to plus it up, you might as well plus up each um, resort with a different style of food court. There you so go. That, so as long as we're going to link them together, to let's go. let's change up the food courts. And that way they'd give people a reason to go from one to the other. 
because like a lot of people go over to art of animation to eat and a lot of people go to the Caribbean beach to eat, even though, you know, Sebastian's isn't that good, but it was good at one point. And, you know, why not make it where if you're at movies, you want to go over to sports to eat and it's a totally different, like kind of environment, you know, it could be like, you know, Buffalo wings and all that at sports and you go to the movies and it's more, you know, dinner theater kind of food. And then you go to, you know, just to switch everything up. I like that. I like that. What do you think, Tim? Are we on the right track or is that, is that not what is needed to uh, plus the all-stars? No, I, I think those are very good ideas. Cause, um, and, and I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll play off of that and then I'll take it a one more plus further. So you're at all-star sports and you're getting food like you would get if you were at the ball game, baseball, football, I don't care, pick a, pick a game. Yeah. You can get that kind of food. You go to uh, all-star music and you got something, you know, some stuff that's music themed. Here's the thing though. There's really not anything that screams uh, music sports, um, the, the different themes other than the oversized. Right. The icons. Uh, icons. Yes. Thank you. That are out in the, out in the, in the courtyard. Um if you're going to have a sports themed resort, why not have a room that's like a uh, sports bar where there's, you know, several TVs that are playing different games or um, in the, in the music, uh, the music has a similar room that is, you know, playing various concerts. Um, you got to get rights to that. I understand all that. Um, and- no, but I mean, I think you make a good point because each of those resorts has an arcade that, have they did they finally reopen the arcades? Are they operating again? I think they are. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Disney would be reluctant just because they make some money off of them, but but those arcades just don't seem like they're a big attraction anymore. I mean, once upon a time, yeah. the kids couldn't wait They've to get them. But I don't see bird. people clamoring for it. What it right. means is that there's a there's at least some space at each of these resorts that would be prime for something like that. And maybe there's so much space at those resorts. Yeah. I mean, maybe music gets a little karaoke bar and sports gets a little sports bar. Sports could get the ESPN club if they're not going to reopen it. There you go. Just gets a lot like a little store within a store, you yeah. know, ESPN yeah. club. I like that. Why not? And and you give uh uh Movies, movies gets a um, a dine-in theater, right? Right. Yeah, okay. like fifties. No, I mean like um, at Hollywood Studios. Uh, yeah, kind of like sci-fi. Sci-fi, sci-fi yeah. Yes. But, but yep. not even doesn't even necessarily have to be like that. I mean, I'm thinking just like the you know AMC does the you know mm-hmm. order your meal and and they bring it to you and you can. Well, I was thinking that you don't have to do the cars, but you could do like the theater where there's a movie always playing, but you have tables that just. Right. No, yeah. I, but I'm saying I don't care. Disney can make money on it. I don't care. Yeah. Put a put a branch of the AMC theater that's in Disney Springs in all star movies. Right. And, right? You, don't, and it, people, you can show you can just show Disney movies all day and all night and people will go. Right. To you it. don't have to charge. You, you know, just go. announce, you know, make an you know, have the announcement. At two o'clock this, this is, is playing, playing, four o'clock this is playing. Yeah, like they do on the boats. Yeah. Right. Exactly. exactly. Like Right. On but but, but when vision. you put the little yep. tables in front and let them order food and bring their dinner in, I mean, I think how popular that would be, especially the, you know, in the rainy season, when people are looking for something to do with the kids, when, when the rain continues into the evening every once in a while, instead of stopping at four, like it's supposed to. Right. Yeah. That would be a brilliant move. Cause well, I think that would be more popular and the bars outside by the pool are so small. 
Yes. Like yeah. they're missing out on so much because what is there? 1800 rooms at each resort. Right. And yeah, the bar like is the size of like my bedroom. Right. Yeah, like, I mean, I think I can put like 18 people. Right. Like, I mean, you, there's so much money to be made. And instead what people do is they go into the quick service, they buy two beers or a six pack, they go back to their room and then they, you don't see them again. Right. Right. And this would also be a way to keep uh, people, you know, distributed in the resorts and not necessarily in the parks uh, because, Hey, you right. know, Ariana Grande is going to be doing this concert video, you know, at the resort. I want, you know, my, my 12 year old wants to see it. What have you? Sure. Uh, it's college, you know, college football day. You know, everybody's right. going to be at the I mean, look, Shout out to Joe Masters. He'd be watching Notre Dame right now. There you go. You better believe it. I like that. Nice, uh, nicely done, Jim. Nicely done. Oh, thank you. After um, the previous mess ups. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think uh, we'll do our, our last round here. And, and so, Willie, you're up. Um, what uh, what what do you think at Walt Disney World is is still in need of uh, an update? I'm gonna go with Magic Kingdom and Frontierland. It's stale. I don't know if it's the boat, if it's Country Bear. I love Haunted Mansion, but I just feel like it needs something to make us want to be there more. Okay. So what are you going to do to plus it? I'm, I'm thinking we're going to have to add something to the Liberty boat. We're gonna have to make it maybe a dinner cruise, a lunch, something to just get people. I mean, it's, it could be a crowd filler, but it, it doesn't matter how fast the boat goes. Okay. I mean, I mean we're, we're, we, we, I think we've, we've been done down it a this little road, bit. right? I mean, I, you know, I, I, I pitched Tiana and all that. Right. I pitched this as a, a, a site to do uh, Tiana's as a, um, you know, either as a lounge or as right. a uh, restaurant. We, we need something. I mean, it's it literally, you just walk through. I'm you a little person. <laughs> you know, oh, you get those, 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 the shooting arcade with those guns. <laughs> Put them, mount them on the, oh them on the rail. Oh, we're not mounting them on the boat, Tim. <laughs> pick off people walking we're, down the we're sidewalk. Not turning, we're not going to turn the steamboat into a gunboat. Um, all right. So, so Tim, Willie has us refreshing Frontierland by making the the riverboat into some sort of an entertainment center instead of of it's boring yeah it, it is i think we've all kind of acknowledged that it's a little antiquated and it's just yeah there's not much there yeah what I, I, what I, while that does need to be plussed up the other idea that i had to just plus up an attraction is mount air conditioners on top of the ride vehicles for the safari. I understand it's open air, but when you've got just cold air that's coming straight down from the roof, you know, it, you can get some cooling effect there, uh, especially in the middle of a hot, uh, hot floor today when you're trying to ride the ride. Okay. And what does that have to do with plusing Frontierland? 
Nothing. No, it's not. Nothing. I, I, okay. I totally switched channels on you. I, I didn't. Uh, yes, you did. Since, since okay. We, so so okay. Let's, let's reel it back a second. So Willie opened up. Sorry, it wasn't my turn for that. Yeah. <laughs> Willie opened up Frontierland for us. Oh, you, you, you can either offer an, a criticism of his his, of his uh, yeah. okay. riverboat plan edit that or out. give us something else that would plus up Frontierland. <laughs> okay. Edit that out. <laughs> what just happened? All right. Um, Keep it in. Yeah, keep it and put it in the in the after in the outro. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know how many I don't know the popularity of Country Bear in in the first place. Um, but you got that. You've got uh, the Diamond Casino that is only open part of the time. Um, about the only thing you got going there is the the Christmas shop, which, which is kind of out of place and the hall of presidents, which is a great place to go cool off and take a nap. Uh, what which is technically Liberty square in its own space. Yes. But it, it just kind of flows right into that uh, strip that, that Willie's talking about. Right. So uh, why not? I've, I've seen, I've seen these places. Okay. So uh, sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking out loud here. You can go to places, and we even have one of these here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where the buildings are as as they were 150 years ago. You can walk through them and see what kind of you know how they lived in the day. You know how small the right. the, the houses were. Um, sort of the full size yeah. diorama thing, almost. Yes, that that really allows people to uh, walk through, and, and it's educational and it's kind of fun. Um, and it, it, at least it's not dead space. Well, that's true. Um, all right. So what, where, where are you going to do that? You're going to do that. You're gonna basically going to convert the country bear theater into like a walkthrough frontier house. That entire room. It's kind of like the, you know, like you were talking about the left side of Tomorrowland. It's, it's the, the side across from Liberty Bell, the entire, in that entire direction there. Yeah, I mean that's that to me. That's the hard part about Frontierland, right? I mean, the the real challenge of Frontierland is that you have, you know, two of the most popular attractions in the park right next to each other, in in Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain, but they're both at the end, you know, the dead end corner of the land, right? right. And then most of the rest of Frontierland, you know people could either care less about or could care less that it's frontier land. Right. They don't I mean, even they, know they're in frontier land. Right. Yeah, There's I mean, nothing it, that screams frontier land. They, 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 I mean, Pecos Bill's restaurant is, is still pretty popular, but it, it's still, you know, that's kind of a cross between it, Adventureland and frontier land, isn't it? I mean, a little bit. I mean, right it, on the it's edge a quick service and, and it's, it's supposed to, that's the problem, right? Is that it is on the edge and it, it didn't, they didn't really go all in on the frontier land theming. They did it in parts of it, but it seems over time that's kind of fallen by the wayside and, you know, it just doesn't, doesn't hold up. Um, and so I would agree that, that there needs to be something there to help kind of, you know, make frontier land a, a, a destination beyond those two rides those two rides and i think it needs to be located you know towards adventureland right because that's the side of frontierland that is sort of forgotten Um, and it it just 
it's treated almost like a, a corridor, right? It's the corridor between, you know, Big Thunder Mountain and and Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, you know, there's not really much else going on there. Well, realistically, it's the parade route. Well, right. And it's, that's all it is. I mean, people are like, oh, go get in line at the parade route. Yeah, yeah. Eat, um, eat, eat a pickle bills and then get, get in line for the parade. You know, um, I mean, if I was going to, uh, here's, here's what I'd like to see, I think, because help me, I'm not looking at a map and I should be, but isn't, isn't Diamond Horseshoe in that area along that, that yes. row? Okay. So I would like to see them really commit to Diamond Horseshoe and plus that up, bring the show back, right? And do it back, do it right, really make it feel like a, a you know, almost a, a um, uh, uh, I know where you're going, going blank. I know where you're going with it. And I yeah. the, the show at, at uh, Fort Wilderness. Yeah. Um, do Doo Review. Yes. Right. So, so, you know, almost a Hoopty Doo light, right? But, but do it right there in Frontierland. It would do so much to set the tone and set the stage and set the place of Frontierland in ways that, you know, a quick service restaurant just can't. A table service restaurant with, you know, whether it's, it's quote unquote characters or roaming performers or even, even if you didn't have a lot of extra, you know, people, if it was just really great theming and music you know, to set it. And maybe, maybe you just have a, a, you know, a frontier saloon piano player in there, but just, just some things to, to do real place setting for the area, I think would make a huge difference in that side of the park. Well, I mean, diamond horseshoe is basically just a fill in the blank right now, like you said. Right. And they won't commit to it. It's, it's do it no. or don't do it. One or the other. Right. And, and they, and they've like, they've done things where they'll, they'll open it cause it's busy and they give it its own menu. And then the next time it opens, the menu is completely different. And well, so, the menu is just the same as um, Liberty's Tavern and they charge you the same price, but it's not the same. Like, right. Right. Nostalgia is, right. Right. $45, I should be getting something out of it. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, it, it just seems to be a missed opportunity. And I think that a lot of times that's the best way. That's the best. That's the place that most calls out for a plus, right. Is, is where there's this opportunity just begging to be addressed and it really wouldn't take all that much. Like all the infrastructure is already there. It's just a matter of, you know, choosing a story and running with it. It needs something. Commit There's so many stories they could use. Yeah, there really are. And so many, a great Imagineer could do so much with it. I mean, good grief. You got, you've got, we were referring to the Hoop to Do Review. Come up with a different show, but have some kind of mm-hmm. a show there. I mean, like a real show. Like Hoop Dee Review, doesn't have to be as long, doesn't have to be as involved. It doesn't have to be an hour and a half's worth of entertainment. It's just It'd be 45 minutes. Yeah, 45 well, minutes. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not even sure it has to be a whole show because I, I get where their their reluctance on that is that once you put a show in there, then 
the it takes longer to turn tables, right? Because people, you, you have to get people right. seated in time for the beginning of the show, and they don't want to leave until the show is over. Right. Um, so that that's why I think you know something like a saloon piano player, and you know maybe one performer who you know sings a couple of songs and maybe does some you know MC type shtick that's unscripted, right? You know where you actually let a character play with the role, um, like a vaudeville just, thing. Yeah, a little bit of the vaudeville, vaudeville feel to it. Um, you know, it, it just again, it could adapt to the crowd, but but because it is not this very strictly scripted show, you know, you don't necessarily have the problem of people hanging on for the end of the show. Right. Just let someone. These guys are talented. Just let them riff. Right. I mean, it could be. I mean, I don't want to say yeehaw, Bob, but you could have someone right of that it's a, nature. It's a character like that, right? right? It's a, it's a, yeah, somebody who just kind bring of someone in. You could listen for thirty minutes, and you you know you're not missing when you walk out. Exactly, but you have a good time with it when you're there, and it helps you feel like you are in the place. You're right. in an yep. old time saloon. Yep. Um, all right. Go a long way so, to making that worth doing. All right, so so. I think we'll kind of go through a, a little bit of a wild card round here or whatever, just sort of well, like, we got Tim's he's got, right, his. well, we got this thing that, that Tim wants to, to really talk about. If, if there's anything that you've got in your sort of, you know, in the backpack here that you want to pull out, it's, we don't forget about it. This is the time to do it. So, so Tim, you, you had this one idea that you wanted to share over in animal kingdom. Yeah. Over in animal kingdom. Um, the, the cue for the uh, uh, jar safaris is not bad. It's covered. Uh, they have air flowing through it, but once you get on those uh, those those ride vehicles, you're just out there in the in the hot, dry, dusty open. If they could put some sort of small air conditioning unit on top of those ride vehicles and pump the air down straight down onto the seats, yes, I understand it's just going to go right out the sides, but at least you can get a little bit of cooling action there while you're while you're on the ride. So something like you know, even like swamp cooler type. Yeah. It doesn't have to be an expensive get up or anything like that. It's not a major investment. Right. Interesting thought. Will, anything else that you had kind of, uh, not there. No, I'm, I'm, you know, my idea, I like my Epcot with India and Australia. So right. Right. Stick with it. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the kind of stuff where uh, I find myself, you know, kind of coming up with this kind of stuff, you know, as we're walking around the park, right. I mean, it's, it's, we're, we're on our way to go do something. And, and, you know, one, you know, my, one of the kids will say to me, or I'll say to one of the kids, you know, it would be really cool if it was here or, you know, you know, what's missing from this. Um, and, and those, those to me, I think are some of the, the best, you know, plus up kinds of things, right. Cause they're the things that, that it's not like they turn, you know, not the, not that they become a destination for guests, but they just make the guests' experience that that much better, that half step better. Well, so you heard some of our ideas. We would really love to hear your thoughts. I'm sure that you have great ideas for plussing up various parts, various things around Walt Disney World. You can send them to us via email. Send them to podcast at disdads.com. You can get us on Facebook at facebook.com slash disdadspodcast. We're on Twitter at twitter.com slash disdadspodcast. 
Uh, you can also reach out to each of us individually. Um, you can send email to, to Tim telling him how off base he is uh, putting air conditioning in uh, an open vehicle. You could do that by sending email to m.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com. And if you want to take Willie to task for being culturally insensitive about the Australia edition to Epcot, you can send him email at Willie at wickedmousetravel.com. And if you want to, you know, come up with some more brilliant ideas like, you know, turning uh, Diamond Horseshoe into a Western saloon with a live musician, you know, things of that nature, and, and you would like to share those kinds of ideas, um, you could send me an email at Aaron, A A R O N, at mousemastertravel.com. Uh, until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster, with my trusty co-hosts, Tim Hicks. We'll see you real soon. And Willie Crocker. Have a wicked well night. I don't play the damn thing, man. Why did I just do that? That's the really bad version of the intro. Let's try again. Take two. I got to keep on I don't play that thing